0: U-T-B-K-L. I'm going to make this place your home. Good morning, and welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. This is Marcia Talbot, Associate Broker, Better Homes and Gardens Rand. And I'm here with my manager today, uh, who is the tech genius that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Heis, Manager of Better Homes and Gardens Rand. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. And Mike Van Mansart of Hudson United.
1: Good morning, how are you?
0: So, it was a busy weekend for people. For some people who watched the Sugar Bowl. The the (laughs)
2: Sugar Bowl. (laughs) Not the Sugar Bowl.
0: (laughs) That's how bad I
2: am at football. You were watching the Sugar Bowl. Mike was probably watching the Super Bowl. Super
1: Bowl. I was, yeah. It was a good game.
2: I I actually usually only watch the commercials and the halftime show, and uh, this time I actually missed out on the majority of the commercials, but I kept hearing about this Google one, um, so Marsha and I watched it this morning, actually, before we came in, because I said, well, we have to talk about at least one of the commercials. I don't you think I missed saw that one? Yeah, which one was it? I was crying in the first three seconds. Um, a lot
1: of, like, heart, you know, tug on your heartstrings Yeah. Oh, I actually,
0: like- it was really good, because it was a, a gent- an elderly gentleman's voice talking about Google showing him the pictures of his wife who clearly was no longer there. Right. Was it
1: a uh, pre-game or was it during the game? You're asking me? I
0: don't know. We watched it. You know, We Googled I mean, it. After I eat guacamole. I love chicken wings. Right. But I, I'm not very good at football, as you heard. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, it was a great commercial. You definitely need to look at it. It, it was definitely a tearjerker. Like I, like I said, three seconds into it, I grabbed the, <laughs> the tissues. And I'm like, OK, I'm already crying, Marcia. Um, but it was really sweet. And then I did watch the halftime show also, which I thought was pretty good.
1: I think I turned my TV down for that one. Yeah, there's
2: kind of, there, there's mixed emotions on that. But, but I'll say, you know, for JLo lo being 50 and Shakira being 43, the two of them look absolutely amazing. And they There think, are
0: ways of being amazing. Yes. yes. There are ways. Right. It's absolutely. It's not always natural, but there are ways. <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. Wait till you get there, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> you see, anyway- Clearly, we're off to a funny start. So what, what was your weekend like besides the Super Bowl? Besides that,
2: well, one of my uh, hobbies, which I, I think is actually more of an addiction, is photography. Mm-hmm. Um, and in more specifics, bird photography, and even more specific to that is eagles. Um, so, you know, the bald eagle is, um, you know, Prominent in our area, Um, not here in Warwick, but yeah, all around the Hudson River. So one of the things that I love to do, um, especially this time of year, is I go across the bridge and I go to Westchester and I kind of circle the Peekskill, Croton, uh, Montrose area. And all around the the waterfront there, you can usually spot bald eagles. Really? Yeah. So I go out and I have my binoculars first to help (laughs) myself find them because my eyesight's not that wonderful. Um, And then, you know, I follow up with the camera and I I take photos of them. So I really enjoy that. So I actually ended up doing that both days uh, for a couple hours each day. And um, it was just, it was wonderful. Nice. Yeah.
1: Nice. I need a hobby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> have you thought about photography, eagles, or other yeah. things?
2: What do you do? you use do your
1: about? iPhone or use an actual? No,
2: I have camera. an actual okay. camera. So I have a Canon camera, and then I have you know like this really great zoom lens um, that really brings things that are quite a distance into focus. And the funny thing is, is you know I kind of, I mean, not that I felt dorky, but I kind of felt a little dorky having this interesting little hobby of mine where I could actually just like leave the house, go out by myself for like three hours, four hours, do this, come back and just have the greatest time by myself. Cause it's so peaceful. And it's actually like watching birds is meditative. <laughs> there, there was something that I just saw recently that mentioned that. Um, but now I've taken my husband along with me and he doesn't even have a camera and he still has a great time. <laughs> you know, he, he'll, he'll use the binoculars mm-hmm. and he'll spot them for great. me and he'll say, there's one over there. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll follow it and we'll try to find out how to get closer to it. They're there's, they are Beautiful. Um, and if for anybody else out there that's listening that has the same passion, they're going to have Eagle Fest um, this Saturday over at um, Croton Park,
0: Croton-on-Hudson. Which is a nice park.
2: Yeah, I've Croton Point Park. And, you know, they have this big event. I've already gone for, for two years in a row. And... Um, they have all of the different organizations and the bird rescues there. They do different bird shows. Um, and then they have a map with all of the different locations, where our hotspot locations, oh, where great. they have people with scope set up and things like that. They even have a train that comes in from the city specifically for this event. So uh, it's called Eagle Fest. And uh, you can buy tickets online. I think the early bird ends on February 5th. For the early mm-hmm. bird special? <laughs> yeah. You, you know I, I'm a good
0: shopper and a savvy one at that. <laughs> yes, she is. I have birds outside my kitchen window. I have two feeders and and suet. And so every morning and every day, yeah. I look at my birds. Yeah, I love it. And I, can, I, I haven't named them yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I do usually have a nice variety. But something that I noticed which was really interesting this year, um, juncos, which are these little gray birds with w- white chests, Come when it gets cold. Yes, but they've left. Those are basically what I've heard is like a sign they of winter. They left. To
2: er, yeah, mm-hmm. but they left because they're ago. confused. Then I, I saw yeah. robins out not so
0: recently. Well, robins so are in ago. the area. They yeah. just don't. You don't usually see them. But the cardinals are out. Yeah. The, Nuthatches, and it's, it's very nice, and a lot of woodpeckers. Yes, so. yes, I've seen the woodpeckers, too. So as long as they're at the suet and not at the building, right? that's, yeah. that's an important thing. Absolutely. So,
1: Mike? My... I worked, and I shopped a little bit, and that's really it. I'd like to have a nice, sunny weekend. I feel like we've been getting stuck with these, I don't know, cloudy days, it yeah. feels like. But... And next
0: weekend, also, the predictions with not sun. Right. Not sunny, yeah. not not a nice sunny day. But no. if it's not a blizzard, I'm happy.
1: Yeah, I'll I'd be take happy a, blizzard with a blizzard to be honest. It. Yeah, <laughs> <I have> to. <laughs> At least the then clouds are, are producing something. Then there are some others something. who yeah. think yeah. it's
0: great to have a blizzard. Uh, well, you know. Rachel, you're off, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. I can stay inside and, you know, watch movies, and it doesn't matter, and it's not going to affect me. <laughs> and if it is a blizzard, there's always lots of things to do around your house. Right, <laughs> that's exactly. That's how I look at You know, maybe we'll have a snowstorm, but somehow or another, they do clear the roads very well in Warwick. Yeah. Amazingly well. So it's very hard to miss the day. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. So we have a few different things that we're going to talk about. And, Rachel, where do you think you would like to talk, start?
2: Um, well, we were talking about this morning the uh, recent property purchases in the town of Warwick, um, from and by the town
0: of Warwick. So uh, I think we should start with that. Okay. Well, what's really interesting is that the Land Trust uh, has, bought, per, uh, has purchased property in Greenwood Lake, and i did a little research on greenwood lake which uh i i knew about but not extremely well and there were areas in greenwood lake which part of this property is on um that was part of the harlem renaissance so there was a community that was there um from the 20s and i thought that was very interesting but what I also now that we're talking about sports today, yeah, um, mm-hmm. there were there was one place which, unfortunately, I don't have the name, but it was an inn that many boxers came and stayed and actually trained in Greenwood Lake. Amazing. And so, if I know the names of these boxers, they must be super world famous. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I knew all of them except one. So there was Sugar Ray Robinson, Rocky Marciano, uh, Joe Lewis, Archie Moore, Floyd Patterson, and the only one I didn't know the name of was Billy Cohn. But I thought that was amazing. And there's pictures on Google Uh (laughs) (laughs) um, of Rocky Marciano holding up this huge rock, a small boulder, for part of their training. Wow! And I think I somehow or another and I may be wrong about this, thought there was uh, Muhammad Ali, too. But it did not say that. But somewhere in the back of my mind, and of course we know Derek Jeter, was right. on Greenwood Lake. Yeah. yeah. So it is the center. Interesting. Yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. It is interesting. So this is preserved land, and the Land Trust has purchased two other parcels prior to this. Um, and this expands into the Doris Duke, area okay. of a, this is a state park and um i think that's great that we are preserving more land Absolutely. i mean the land trust is done is, is amazing and we need to support them whenever we can yeah the other piece which i know less about and because it was in the newspaper but not much was kutz camp yeah and that just happened just happened yeah. at six i think there's an offer of six point five million dollars Uh, Kutz Camp has been there for fifty-three years. It's an amazing little complex, right at uh, um, on right off Warwick Turnpike, as right before you hit New Jersey. There's a lake. There's pool. There's camp. uh, Like picnic grounds. Picnic grounds. uh, a recreation area mm-hmm. there's also um you said somebody yeah you know, there th- was one of our agents in uh, another office her son
2: got married over so there so yeah. they had a, a reception site from what i understand as well so um how much ma- what's the total acreage on that property Marsha? i think
0: it was 54 54 acres wow But I'm not 100% sure. I wrote down the amount of money. So the land
1: trust purchased that as well? No, this is the
0: town of Warwick.
1: Okay. Town
0: of Warwick. (laughs) Which would be a wonderful possibility for the future in terms of kids, maybe summer camp for kids, you know, day camp, which they do have in the town parks. Yeah. Uh, but this has, and there's a pool and everybody has asked. I love that idea. I mean, yeah, that's one of the things that I'm most
2: excited for because I see a lot of times people on social media saying, we wish we had a town pool.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so if they were somehow able to, to make that happen, that would be amazing.
0: Okay, so we're going to take a short break and continue this right at when we come back. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first time home buyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com.
3: Gem Home Inspections is the number one home inspector for your prospective new home, ensuring great memories instead of repairs. Gene of Gem Home Inspections brings more than 30 years of experience in residential construction, plus hardscape and landscape design. Gene's passion also lies in historic restoration and renovation, providing professional quality service. Plus, Gene is a state certified inspector. For peace of mind with the purchase of your home, contact Gene on Facebook at Gem Home Inspections.
2: Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties.
4: That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website, at ChristineKoenig.BrandRealty.com, or listen to the Real Real Estate Show Mondays at 10 a.m. Hi, this is Mary Ulrich with Cornell Cooperative Extension, inviting you to join me and our local farmers on Farm Talk every Wednesday at 12 noon, where you can learn all about agriculture in our communities. That's Farm Talk Wednesdays at 12 noon.
3: Hi, it's Tom Fursi. Sing along and relive the memories of the 1980s with me on The Magic of the 80s. Saturdays beginning at 6 p.m. on WTBQ, playing the best music.
4: Magic of the 80s.
0: WTBQ. I'm
4: going to make this place your
0: home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. We're on WTBQ, 93.5 FM and 1110. Uh, we are a call-in show, so give us a call. And besides that, we have have a new station, a relatively new station, which is fifteen hundred AM WGHT in Pompton Lakes. So our call-in number is six eight four five six five one eleven ten. Wonderful.
2: So right before the break, what we were discussing were uh, recent property purchases uh, for purposes of preservation. Um, by both the Land Trust and the town of Warwick. Um, and one of the things that, you know we we wanted to make mention of, um, because, you know, I know some people's reaction might automatically be, um, oh, I didn't give my name. I'm Rachel Heist, by the way, branch, <laughs> branch manager. I, I forget that we might not have people that have just been listening in the whole time they and maybe they be. just tuned in. <laughs> but welcome. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, you know, people automatically think about their taxes and, you know, are our taxes going to go up because of this this property purchase? And, and you know, we can't guarantee that your taxes aren't going to go up as taxes usually do. But um,
0: Money. very small increments.
2: Right. And and you know the the town of Warwick does have this um PDR um, for you know purchasing property development rights, um, and they do have this this piggy bank um, that people have been contributing to, um, and one of the ways is through home purchases. Um, so anytime someone purchases a home in the town of Warwick, um, there is a tax um, that the purchaser pays. It's three quarters of a percent of the purchase price. Um, they do exempt one hundred thousand. Right off of the purchase price. So if it's 400000 it would be based on $300,000. Um, and it's three quarters of a percent that goes towards that. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's one of the things that um, I would say, you know, having this, this open land, this preserved land, um, you know, it, it, it's a nice thing. Well,
0: yes. And on, on land itself, if you're purchasing land, it's on uh, the first 50000 is off. So okay,
2: yeah, that's wonderful. That, yeah,
0: so um, if you're thinking about building, you will be helping the preservation fund. Yeah. I think this is actually under the community preservation fund, which is the same idea. Right. Except it's not only farmland, it's other areas such as this. Right. But we have 4,000 acres that have been preserved, it's which amazing. is why Warwick is as beautiful as it is and why people want to come here because it's such a nice mix of open space lovely houses older houses newer houses and a beautiful downtown so. and there's a couple of bird sanctuaries as well in, in warwick i don't know if you knew that i do know <laughs> and do you know about the one on oil city road which is a yes. federal one
2: yeah i've been there i've been to the one over on did Southwick? you do the
0: walk I did do
2: not the whole walk. I did Three a, a miles, little bit of the walk.
0: E, actually, it's a great walk.
2: Yeah, because it's flat. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe I, I will go and do the whole walk on a okay.
0: nice day. It's a challenge. <laughs> and that if you veer off slightly from the walk, you, you go actually go on the Appalachian Trail oh, across cool. in the woods on on uh, what would you call that on planks? Actually,
2: Oh, like they have over in Vernon. They. Have yes. That, yes. Yeah
0: very cool so it's good if you take one car and another car because it's a little bit out of the way right and there's so you the one in Southwick
2: yeah so Southwick and then there's another one that's on Spanktown Road as well It's kind of you don't know it's there unless you know it's there
0: oh yes behind the B&B I yes it does go behind the B&B right it's Mm -hmm. nine acres if I remember
2: correctly yeah and I actually
0: discovered these through
2: the um, Orange County Autobahn site you know, I had gone on there. They have all these different field trips and things that you can uh, join. And um, I don't believe that they charge for the field trips, but they have all of the different sites in Orange County mentioned. There's another one in Goshen. Um, so, yeah,
0: cool things to There's explore. another one, too, and I'm trying to remember where it is, um, which is also a bird sanctuary. yeah. I'm trying to remember what road it was. Anyway, we should probably map it. Yeah. <laughs> so we can know what we're talking about. Sometime. Right. But that that's really interesting. So as spring comes about mm-hmm. and the birds are the birds that are coming back, yeah. Would be a great time to walk. Absolutely. Yeah. Just spray fittix. Yes, do that. <laughs> that is the hint of the day. Yes. Um, anyway, I think that it's what I would like to talk about is our integrated services. Mike is here.
1: I am here, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's gonna tell us all about mortgages today and then we're gonna hop on that and talk a little bit about integrated services. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Where would you like to start?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where are they in terms of interest rate? I think that's always what people want to hear.
1: Very good. Obviously everyone's scenario is different so for me to just throw out a rate would be not accurate but they're floating around under four percent maybe a little above four percent depending on you know the program itself um but yeah rates are great they've been continuing for the past month they've actually been creeping down slowly Mm. um, with what's happening overseas and just the stock market reaction is causing rates to go down which is great for home buyers
0: that is great not if
1: you have stock
0: (laughs)
2: yeah true (laughs) Um, And just, you know, like basic questions too, because, you know, someone had just recently asked me, oh, I guess you don't have to have 20% down anymore. Um, And I know that it's been a while, but if you can just kind of go into detail about some of the programs that are offered for, you know, lower down payments.
1: So yeah, there's a few programs out there. Um, If you're a veteran, you can take advantage of a VA loan, which is 0% down. Um, This year, they actually eliminated the uh, loan limits on those, so you can basically buy a house with over a million dollars with no money down for a VA. Amazing. Um, there are the three percent down first time homebuyer programs, three and a half for FHA, and basically the other low low down payment would be USDA, which is zero down, and that's also that loan specifically is income cap, so you can 't make over a certain amount of money um, for that particular loan, and that varies on county, so it 'll be different in you know Kansas than it will be in Orange County, and New York.
2: And then the USDA as well, it's pretty much open for most areas of Orange County with the exception of just like your city areas, right?
1: Yeah, urban, like downtown Middletown would not qualify for USDA, but if you go three miles out, then that could be, that could qualify. So it's really just the real urban-esque, I guess. Newburgh, (laughs) Middletown. Newburgh, yeah. And Jervis. Yeah. Yeah, those are definitely the downtown areas of those would not qualify.
2: And then you mentioned loan limits too. So there's been a big change to loan limits recently, um, that affects Orange County yeah. as far as FHA.
1: FHA. FHA basically eliminated their high cost designation in Orange County, so it took the loan limits for FHA to three fifty six five hundred and it used to be she's over seven hundred, I think it was the they cut it fifty one percent essentially. Yeah. So not a huge. I mean, it it kind of is an impact, um, but not a huge impact for certain areas outside of Warwick. I mean, Warwick tends to have these four and five hundred thousand dollar houses anyway. But there's, you know, condos and smaller starter homes that are in that three hundred to two hundred range. So, um, yeah, it hasn't. I haven't seen a huge impact. Okay,
2: well, on, the, on the on the clients
1: that we service or that I service, it hasn't really hurt them.
2: Yeah, because it's still above your average sales price for Orange County.
1: Yeah, and if you honestly, if you're buying a house that's four or five hundred thousand dollars with FHA, FHA is great because of the low down payment, but they it's expensive. They charge you a one point seven five percent upfront premium just mm-hmm. to use FHA, so that all is factored in. I don't know many people that want to pay ten grand, you know, upfront to buy a five hundred thousand dollar house. Not right. that it's out of pocket; it's finance, but still, it's a fee um, that FHA collects.
2: So with FHA, I mean, the biggest draw would probably be that the credit um, score has a lower threshold than, you know, with a conventional loan,
1: right? Correct. Yeah. Conventional is all credit and down payment driven. Um, FHA tends to look away at credit, not look away, but they don't have, you know, they're basically, they're not as tight with their guidelines. So there's not really a threshold for what they'll accept. We have lenders because we do broker and lender on money we have lenders that go down to 500 score for FHA but wow. you know there's a big Whoa. but with that,
3: <laughs> that <laughs> it comes with it comes
1: with a lot of red tape there has okay. to be compensating factors like it's not just oh you have a 500 score here's your money we really have to question you know why the underwriter's kind of want an explanation well what happened in your f-? because everyone has financial problems at some point we just need an explanation you know mm-hmm. and if you meet the other criteria then yeah it's a product that we can offer 9 times out of 10 though will i'll help you boost your credit before we even go into that loan into an fha loan because there's no sense in if you're close to the threshold or let's say like a 580 or 620 score is going to give you much better pricing Mm -hmm. let's try to get you there first before we take this as a last ditch effort you know right
0: because of the extra money
1: because of the extra money yeah i mean yes that will get you in a house but at what cost right you know putting a lot down is usually the Compensating factor. So yes, you have a low credit, but do you have 10% down maybe is what they'll request?
0: Yeah, and with FHA It's the house that has to pass.
3: Yeah, I so mean,
0: there are certain constraints so if you think if you are thinking FHA if Correct me if I'm if I'm saying something wrong and the house has lots of issues that's not the best way to go.
1: Correct, yeah. FHA, an FHA appraiser would want these issues corrected. It's safety, you know, things like railings, chipping paint, stuff chipping that every, the yeah, stuff that every <laughs> homeowner would want taken care of anyway, but FHA just makes it done before they will insure the house, basically, or insure the loan.
0: Right. So often, that's, uh, I've noticed over the years with FHA, it's usually maybe a young couple who could do the work yeah, but there's a contradiction here because of the requirements of FHA. Some of
1: it's small. Yeah, I mean, if it's small items, a lot of times the seller will fix it, like yes. putting in a hand railing, shouldn't cost more than a you know fifty bucks. Right, right. <laughs> no, yeah. things like that yeah. I
0: know, but some of the other yeah
1: issues. major things they might not want to fix prior to the sale. <laughs>
0: Well,
2: and that's where you have the the option to do the renovation loan that's available through FHA as well. So you know you're still fitting that criteria as you know far as the credit and the low payment, but you can finance in repairs if they're extensive. I yeah. mean, you have to have a minimum of five thousand dollars worth of work you're going to put into it. But.
1: And at that time I'd have a discussion with the client because it may not make sense to borrow $5,000 in repairs. If you're mm-hmm. going to do it, you might as well go after a larger chunk of money so that you can do more of the home improvements that you want.
0: Well, there are two loans, right? So there's the thirty-five thousand dollar one, and then a hundred. Th- am I correct? A hundred thousand. There, there's one that's that's yeah, streamlined.
1: I'll I'll go into it when we get back. I see that. <laughs> I see they're yelling. At <laughs> we us. are taking
0: a break now. Please stay with us so we can continue our conversation. This is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Ran Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at Marsha.RandRealty.com for the best experience
4: in your buying or selling process. O'Keefe and McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe and McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com.
0: Hi, this is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years. And I'm ready to
4: hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether
0: you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit
4: my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together.
0: Hi, this is Christine Rolando. Tune into Horse Sense every Saturday at 8 a.m. and learn all about horse appraising and the most current cutting-edge technology in horse therapy. And listen, just keep horsing around. It just makes sense.
4: Hi, this is Dan Baldwin, host of Instant Replay. The sports talk radio show on your favorite radio stations WTBQ and WGHT. Join me from 12 to 2 p.m. every Saturday to break down all the latest news and games in all of sports. Call in to agree or disagree with me on radio worth listening to. WTBQ weather.
3: Becoming partly sunny today with highs in the upper 40s to around 50 in the afternoon. Tonight, mainly cloudy skies heading back into the mid to low 30s. Tomorrow, clouds will be with us. Could see some showers as we go through the day with highs staying in the 40s. Cloudy tomorrow night with some periods of rain, mostly after midnight remaining cloudy with the low the mid 30s. And cloudy on Wednesday, still a chance of some showers or periods of rain in the afternoon. Temperatures will head up to the upper 30s to around 40. I'm WeatherWorks' Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. WTBQ.
0: I'm going to make this place your home. Hi, welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. This is Marcia Talbot, Associate Broker, Better Homes and Gardens Rant uh, in the Warwick office. And I'm here today with Rachel Heiss, our branch manager, and Mike Van Mansart of Hudson United.
2: Good morning and morning. happy Monday. So right before the break, we were actually talking about uh, some differences in renovation loans with Mike, and he was going to talk about that. Um, so Mike, tell us about some of the differences with renovation loans, and kind of what would you, you recommend? What are some of the requirements, that type of thing?
1: So there are two types. There's a conventional, and then the one that you mentioned, which is FHA. Um, the differences really are lending guidelines. Really, conventional is going to have more of the credit requirements. They typically want five percent down. Um, so that's one aspect, whereas FHA doesn't, you know, they're not looking so much at the credit. There are limitations to what you can borrow. Um, for FHA, you mentioned like the streamline, for instance, that is capped at 35000 in renovation. And those renovations cannot be structural. So you cannot tear down your roof or add a room, for that matter, for that. That requires a HUD inspector, a HUD consultant, to essentially come out and inspect the property. And they give us um, basically a work order almost that this is what would be required to be replaced in order to be HUD compliant and that's what's actually handed to a contractor who would do the work. So yeah, the small renovation stuff, if you want to redo a kitchen, you want to borrow fifteen thousand, that's a streamline. If you want to tear down your roof or build an addition, that's a full two oh three K or basically requiring that HUD consultant to come out. And it's a little more, you know, in depth with the process.
0: I'm under the impression that you can't do it yourself. You, need you cannot, a contractor. no.
1: They used to allow it, you know, 100 years ago, I think that they allowed it. But what happened was people were getting bids for $10,000 and then doing the job themselves at half the price and basically keeping the money, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, FHA caught on, basically said, this isn't how it's going to fly. We're going to want, if you're going to do the repairs, we want a licensed contractor. Different requirements in different counties, too, by the way. So Rockland, for instance, you need to be a licensed contractor. In Orange County, you do not to do this type of work so but oh. why would you <laughs> not right. want a licensed contractor
0: right but i would imagine that if you're in the cities
1: yeah definitely. you need to have licensed oh, yeah.
0: contractors and, and outside of this yeah the so, other oh. thing
1: so when we do this we're actually protecting you guys the buyer for instance versus fraud so we want someone that's vetted we ask for three references from every person that steps foot on the job meaning if it's you're hiring an electrician and a separate plumber i need a bid from them and i need three of their references and i need their insurance Um, it's better to do one contractor that's gonna you know basically bid out the jobs because then i only need his three references or hers and you know their insurance because he's assuring basically his his guys that come on the site Hmm. so it's really for your protection everyone says i got a brother an uncle a friend that does the work that's great i mean if they're if they're capable and they can provide a bid and I can vet them then you're welcome to use them <laughs> but right. you know we're really doing it to protect you and, and not have shoddy work and make sure that when it's complete that you're getting a house that's you know gonna, gonna meet the test right
0: because it has to appraise at the price of the of the uh, of the repairs right yeah
1: yeah a lot of times people want to put in a beautiful bathroom <laughs> that's not adding square footage I mean they may add a little bit of value but um, it's not going to be dollar for dollar usually
2: and then as far as there's like a contingency um, budget that they factor in as well, right? Like, so let's say someone buys a home and it's bank owned and the systems are, are all shut off. So just to make sure that yes. there is no issues once they turn on the water and everything, what's usually like the contingency that they collect?
1: on? With no like that? utilities on, it's 15 percent. Um, okay. With utilities, it's 10
2: And then if you don't use it, it gets applied to the principal Principal balance balance reduction
1: at the end. Um, There's also ways, you know, if you were saying, oh, I want to do, for instance, I don't know, repaint the deck. Like we're in a time of year where no one's going to be staining their deck right now because it's not going to stick. We understand that. So I'm not going to, let's say the appraisal came back subject to repairing the deck or painting the deck. Mm -hmm. I can't obviously have this deal close without the repairs, necessary for FHA to insure the loan. Right. So what we do is we can do what's called an escrow holdback. So let's say the deck repair was $1,500, we'll hold $1,500 in escrow so that when the snow thaws in spring and this deck needs to be painted, you actually will pay it. The client pays for it to, like they self-fund the escrow account, I understand. Mm-hmm. meaning, and then they pay, they pay for it. What happens once the work is done and we send out the inspector to you know sign off, then they get their money released so they get mm. their money back but let's say that you the buyer never did it we as the bank have the protection of the money in escrow to where we can do the work um, to make sure that the house gets insured
2: wow so yeah. they'll just go out and do the work
1: basically yeah well i mean, i that. haven't really seen it come to that um yeah. but a lot of times yeah it's this time of year especially when no one's going to paint it's just going to peel off in mm. a few months you know because right. it's not going to absorb into the wood yeah it makes sense to do same with like lawn you know sometimes it's new construction where they haven't laid seed down for grass mm-hmm. we'll hold escrow for that too it's weird oh, stuff. fha
2: requires grass now they, too they require, i didn't know that yeah. one they,
1: whatever the and appraiser yeah they, they require appliances it's basically whatever the appraiser wants to comment on right. like they mm-hmm. they have guidelines yes but if an appraiser feels that this affects the saleability of the house and they feel like they should comment on it then we have to address it when yeah. it comes up yeah yeah. It's silly stuff sometimes, but it sure it's, is.
0: Yeah, find <laughs> the appraiser
1: if they yeah, had exactly. a good day or not. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> I think one of the the things that I found very interesting, you know, one of the FHA things that the appraiser picked up as an item of concern was peeling paint, but it was on a house that was like built in like 2005 or something, and. You know, paint is an issue if it's 1978 or prior because of you know possible, possible lead, lead. Um, but having something that had a little bit of chipping paint that was built in the 2000s, I was like, why are they picking on this? You know, where's the safety issue there? But. That's, that is
1: interesting, yeah. And you never know. It could, he could have he or she could have been bit in the past by, you know, something that was chipping paint and now, you know, no one wants to risk their license, I guess, yeah. is the idea over something so small, so they just won't do it right. basically. Yeah. Um, I have had that discussion with them where they've said, you know, we need to prove that this isn't asbestos because the paint was so old or was it encapsulated? And we actually had to send a tester out and do samples throughout the house, show the appraiser that it didn't contain Asbestos and basically, I know it was a pain, but (laughs) yeah,
0: just a little bit. I would think that the reason about the lead paint is they never changed the guidelines that said something like post 1990, you don't have to worry about the paint. Or maybe
2: they have this thought that someone's taking old paint from 1978 and using it to paint a deck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure that the yeah.
0: old paint would still be good. Right. Mike, you
2: should give everybody your, your phone number and your contact information in case they want to talk to you about pre-approvals.
1: Sure. My direct telephone number is 845-239-6565. And isn't, don't
0: we have um, Second Look?
1: Yeah, we do have the Second oh, Look yeah. program. I actually sent out a card the other day for it. Um, we The Second Look program is essentially, you know, show us your pre-approval or your loan estimate from your current bank and give us an opportunity to meet it or beat it. Um, just for doing that, we'll send you a $100 gift card in the mail.
0: It's a no-brainer. It's
1: a no-brainer, yeah. Dinner on us, that's what yeah. I like to say. Yeah.
0: And and you get a tremendous amount of people who realize that you have more to offer.
1: Yeah. yeah, so everyone, you know, there's always this thing of, you know, lender, like big retail bank versus broker. I mean, we're actually both. So we we lend our own money and we're a broker. So if there's a product that's better, that's through our broker channel, then that's what we'll offer our client. We're going to shop for the best rate. Just so happens that as a bank, we tend to be a little better than the broker products, but there is still a niche. Like we don't, for instance, our guidelines are similar to, you know, a conventional where we don't lend down to a certain amount, but credit driven, I mean, but with our broker channel, I can go down to the 500, whereas that's something as a bank we couldn't so get, you know, <laughs> no, So no, there's a lot of options. That's what it's there for. It's like you get the, the big retail muscle and then you have the, you know, niche markets that are serviced by our broker channel
2: yeah and like you said earlier too i I love that you do this like credit preparation to get people so that they qualify for the best product i mean i I know personally i've given you a couple of people in the past and you've done a great job at getting them ready to purchase um you know working with them 12 months 18 months before they actually you know went looking for something, like not even closing on something because there was a lot of legwork to get their credit into a good, healthy state. So it's, yeah, it's yes. better to
1: start. Yeah, even like I have clients that were eight points off, let's say a certain score that would change pricing. That's at pre-approval. So while we're going through the process and they're submitting offers, I'm working to get those eight points by paying down debts because when I submit it, I want it to be that higher number, which is going to save them a lot more money, a little eighth of a percent in interest or a little tiny bit of uh, in mortgage insurance goes a long way over 30 years. So yeah. if it's close, we'll shoot for getting it up there is kind of the idea. Absolutely. Very creative.
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm going to segue into cost of uh, what we discussed. Cost for, versus value, yeah. yeah. Because we were talking about decks yeah. and fixing things and yeah. you know what an appraiser looks at as opposed to what a homeowner might pay for something specific
2: right and and you know really looking at the renovations that you do and what's going to get you the best bang for your buck really because you know um we get that a lot you know in our industry people will come to us you know clients of ours that have closed on homes whether recently or 10 years ago and say you know this is something that i'm thinking about doing to my home what do you think about that um, and, you know, that's kind of why we, we call ourselves Realtor for Life, because it doesn't just end with the transaction closing. Um, you know, we're always there as a sounding board for our clients um, and as a resource for them um, when they're looking for, you know, advice on different things like that. And, and even, um, you know, just to bring Mike back in for one second was, um, you know, refinancing, you know, with the rates being low. You know, maybe you want to reach out and see if, if refinancing is something that makes sense for you. Um, but as far as cost versus value, so there's this report that's put out annually, um, and it's, you know, all about remodeling and, and the things that are going to bring you the greatest return. Um, and it's basically based on the area where you are, too. So, you know, a renovation that you do in California is going to yield you a different result in terms of your return um, than something that you're doing in New York. So they do adjust for the um, the locality, which I think is great. Um, and I love looking at this report every, every year when it comes out, just to kind of see, you know, what's giving you the greatest return and what gives you the least. I mean, that's usually where my eyes go right away. Um, and when I, when I pulled the report, I said, I wonder if it's the same as last year with the item that gave the biggest return. Um, the item that gave the biggest return or that gives the biggest return is actually replacing your garage door. (laughs)
3: Hmm.
2: your garage door. I I don't know if I would have guessed that, you know, I mean, normally you gravitate towards kitchens and bathrooms, you know, and kitchens and bathrooms is usually where you would think that you would see the greatest return. Um, and you actually don't, um, looking at the report, the garage door replacement is 115.4% cost recouped. Which
0: is insane. It's amazing. When you think about it. Because that's a very inexpensive um, repair. Anyway, we are going to continue this after our break. So stay with us.
3: for your prospective new home, ensuring great memories instead of repairs. Gene of GEM Home Inspections brings more than 30 years of experience in residential construction, plus hardscape and landscape design. Gene's passion also lies in historic restoration and renovation, providing professional quality service, plus Gene is a state certified inspector. For peace of mind with the purchase of your home, contact Gene on Facebook at GEM Home Inspections.
2: The real estate market is hot. If you have been thinking of selling your home, now is the time. At Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, we pride ourselves on delivering an exceptional client experience. Our professional agents will provide you with the market data you need to price your home properly and follow through with the best marketing to get your home sold. Call our office today at 845-986-4848.
3: Hi, this is Michael Newhart, mayor of the Village of Warwick, inviting you to tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. to Village Life and learn about the village happenings. Call and share your ideas, comments, and suggestions, and be part of the show with me and Mary Kalura. You have a car problem? Maybe it's a mechanic problem.
4: Maybe it's not. Sounds like a job for me, Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. That's right, Sunday mornings at 8. Get up early, let's hang out, let's talk about cars, let's all get smarter. Let's solve some car problems. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor, here, Sunday mornings at 8.
0: I'm gonna make this place your home. welcome back to the real real estate show this is marcia talbot and i'm here today with rachel heiss manager of the warwick office branch manager and mike van mansart of hudson united we've talked about mortgage we've and now we're talking about cost versus value on your home
2: yeah so where we left off we were talking about that garage door replacement, which uh, yields you the highest return on your investment at 115% of what you pay to to do it. Um, and we were all just kind of baffled by that. But I guess, you know what, it adds to the, the curb appeal of the house, assuming you could see the garage doors from the road and they're not behind the house, um, which I've seen before. You know, it's kind of seldom that you see it behind the house. But, um, you know, and it also helps with the energy efficiency. You know, uh, like I know some garages are freezing right. and a lot of it has to do with, you know, an older door that's not as weather tight. Um, so I and can it's see not that
0: insulated as a rule,
2: right? Yeah. So people are looking for, for energy efficiency as well when they're doing renovations. And I think that the garage door probably because of the energy efficiency as well is is adding to it, because you do have a lot that it can escape through the garage and come in.
0: I was going to add that funny little thing about that we read earlier today, which is if you're thinking about putting your house on the market, go across the street and look at your house.
2: Yeah, I love that. I thought that, that
0: was great. Yeah. You know, what does what's the appeal and what's not the appeal?
2: Right, because they say most homes are actually sold before people even get inside. And if you think about that coupled with, you know, now, obviously everyone's looking online and they kind of know what the inside looks like. And when they get there, that's their, their next, like, you know, opportunity to be wowed and and having strong curb appeal um and viewing it from that perspective i think is is
0: a great thing so if your front steps need to be painted may is just around the corner yeah absolutely maybe april (laughs) (laughs) yeah or (laughs) march
2: right well and, and we were talking about that too you know like if if you have things that you need done with your home, and and you know right now, I mean, we do have low inventory, um, but you still want to make your home shine. You know, you want to make sure that you're doing the most you can to increase the value of it, um, and to make sure that it presents itself the best way possible when people are coming through and when it's being put online. So you want to take the time to prepare it and not just rush onto the market. Um, And that's one of the things that we do, you know, when we sit down with a prospective seller, um, we have a consultation, you know, and and we're basically um, talking about what we can do to market that home and what we can do to prepare it for market time. Um, And, you know, if there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done, then just wait. You know, wait to put it on the market. Let's let's get that game plan together for you, and go through all the items that we need to do um, to get the home ready, so that we can then follow up with photography and marketing um, and get it get it out there in its best light. Um, so, the other things that yields. You know a good good um, return um, decks we were talking about decks before so you know doing a wood deck addition actually you get more back from the wood than you do the composite so the composite's more expensive um, and it comes with less maintenance but the composite deck is 63.5 percent what you're going to recoup in terms of value where the wood deck is 80.9 <laughs>
1: So because the cost of goods are cheaper, your return on investments more.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Because the work is the same. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you, know? you know, but if you look at what's good for resale and, and what a buyer might prefer, I guess, you know, it, it's preference, right? I mean, some people don't want that that um, maintenance to have to do. So they'd rather just come out and just power wash and not have to worry about paint. But some people like to change the paint color every so often, too, and, and try something new. So that that would be where you're, you're Wooden decks would be um, more prominent. Um, Your kitchen and bathroom renovations, I mean, those are basically getting you um, based on the kitchen, you know, renovation. I mean, you can do a remodel that's going to be, you know, anywhere from a minor um, to a major kitchen remodel. So if you're, you know, gutting the whole kitchen, obviously, and replacing every single thing, or if you're doing more of a minor one where you're just changing out the appliances, the countertops, maybe you're refacing the cabinets. Um, that's going to yield you the minor one is actually going to give you like 85% of your value back, um, where a major upscale renovation is 57.8%, because obviously. Obviously, you're going and spending a lot more on that as well. Um, but, you know, I mean, kitchens and bathrooms do sell homes. Buyers are looking for, you know, something that's fresh, something that's updated. Or a lot of today's buyers watch a lot of HDTV and they want to do it themselves and they want to do it to their style. So if you have something that's functional and you have something that's, that's clean and neat and well-maintained, a lot of times they'd rather come in and just do their own thing too.
0: So I'm looking... At uh, the cost that they put down, which I think in some of the cases is very high. Yeah. Um, so i quite because this is New York. Now, does that mean the city, which would be different? Um, but the bath remodeling for um, mid range. Right. They're saying twenty nine thousand five hundred and eighty mm-hmm. uh, five thousand five hundred and eighty five dollars. I think that's a lot of money. And then, it's a um,
2: Steve, but you spent a lot of money on your bathroom. Remodel I did not recently.
0: spend <laughs> $88,523, right? <laughs> and I did gut it, yeah. So,
2: <laughs> well, and I guess, yeah, I mean, they I are mean, saying upscale, so I mean, you I, could have a ten thousand dollar Toto
0: toilet in that upscale bathroom. That's true. So, right? we, so, when you look at these statistics, you really have to like question. Some of the things that that it states um most of us do not spend eighty eight thousand no. dollars for their bathroom i don't I certainly don't <laughs> um, but
1: <laughs> does it say anything it just does it say anything about adding square footage or no it just says just upscale ba- uh, it
2: talks about only like doing additions in a master suite, you know, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily drill down on um. No. Actually, I guess, you know what, there there is a, a little bit more detail here that does say. Oh, you have
0: the details. Yeah so, yeah. so
2: like if you did a mid-range master suite edition and you were adding a 12 by 16 foot suite over like a crawl space or maybe you have a bonus room in your house mm-hmm. over a garage and you're including a walk-in closet dressing area, freestanding soaker tub, separate three by four ceramic tile shower double volt vanities. <laughs> they're very specific on what they want here. Um, solid surface countertops. And then you're carpeting the bedroom floor. You're putting tile in the bath. That's what they're considering a mid range master suite addition, And they're basically saying that you're getting 58.5% uh, return mm-hmm. on your value for that one. Um, or return on your, your cost rather. Um, you know, and your roofing, it talks about roofing replacement as well. Um, you know, you're, typical asphalt shingle roof, you're gonna get about sixty percent back. So, you know, I've had that
0: question come up yes. many, many times from and clients. Certainly that's maintenance as opposed to the wish list of the eighty eight thousand dollar bathroom.
2: Right. <laughs> and if you think about what you get back as far as, you know, not having water dripping through your sheetrock.
0: <laughs> you're a good definitely thing. <laughs> getting
2: a lot more value
0: by replacing that roof. It's and, a, and I do want to say something is that people always say, well it's not it's not leaking. You do not want to wait until your roof is leaking no. to replace it. Think ahead. This is a very, very important maintenance issue. Yeah, So Absolutely. roof is It's not sexy. It's not fun. No. It's not cute. You can't invite your friends over to look at your new roof, um, yeah. but it's an important factor. It definitely is. So there's some other funny ones here, too. So call us. We have the, this great list. <laughs> we also have the fine print, which describes... What you What it actually means because when you're looking at the cost replacement, it's a, you know and what the value is
2: yeah you want the we can help you with some. that like exactly
0: don't don't do a lot of things that people think they should do. we could help you right So a new countertop and sometimes new hardware makes all the difference in a kitchen that oh, you're not spending. $30,000 to replace. Yeah.
2: And, you know, like the report talks about refacing kitchen cabinets. I've seen so many people paint theirs mm. professionally um, or DIY. You know, they have the kits you can buy in Home Depot and Lowe's. But that looks amazing, yes, too, it does. as long as it's done the right way.
0: You so know? They have to start with a good base. Right. You know, yeah, a lot of
1: the older homes actually have real wood cabinets, which right. you don't see much of anymore. So, you yeah. know, to reface those, give them some new knobs and handles, That could be, you know, thousands of dollars saved just in that. (laughs) And it makes a
0: difference because you're right. Everybody looks online. Everybody walks in. And as they say, women buy houses (laughs) and the kitchen. Not true. Not true. Not always true. Right. Um, Men buy houses too. Yes, they do. But um, sometimes that kitchen makes the difference for somebody. Yeah, absolutely. we, We kind of focus on that. Definitely. Um, I think we have covered a lot of things today. We did. And one thing that I did forget that I wanted to mention on the Land Trust, where they looked at, they actually went to this part of Greenwood Lake and realized that that's where Jasper Cropsey had done one of his paintings of Greenwood Lake. And the reason I'm mentioning that is that Jasper Cropsey used to live in Warwick. And if you drive up Warwick Turnpike... Right past Pennings, on the right-hand side, you'll see two stone gates, and that was his house that burnt down. And if I'm wrong, Dr. Hull will correct me in, his <laughs> in a matter of moments, I would think. But it's very interesting. There are beautiful, beautiful paintings of Greenwood Lake and other parts of Warwick that Mr. Cropsey did. Yeah. And he was a very well-known Hudson River painter.
2: And, and you're speaking about the historical society as well. Um, and there were a couple of notes that you wanted to mention about that as well.
0: Yes. We are going to have a fundraiser on February 26th, if I'm You correct. got it right. Um, and it's line dancing. And look online and you will find <laughs> and be able to join us in supporting the historical society. Have a great day. So thank great you week. so much for joining us today.
3: Take care.